Welcome to Podcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Podcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Welcome to the latest episode of Podcast here at Practice Plan Group. Uh, my name is Johnny Drury. I'm a content writer at Practice Plan Group. Um, and I'm very pleased today to be joined by Jeremy Cooper. Uh, hello, Jeremy. Would you like to just introduce yourself, tell us a bit about Confidential and a bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Jeremy Cooper. I'm a full-time practitioner um, in Salford in Greater Manchester. I'm the chair of the charity um, Confidential that helps dentists who have mental uh, uh, problems in dentistry, whether they, whatever they be, personal work related. And uh, we have a helpline 24 seven, 365 days a year, where people can contact us and speak anonymously to a dentist. And um, that help from the uh, listening ear, if you like, and if necessary, signposting them to further help that they can get from the uh, volunteer who's taking the call. Um, as well as that, I uh, do a little bit of uh, lecturing and I've written a lot of papers on aesthetics and uh, work with a few dental companies um, as well. And I've been practicing dentistry now for just getting on for 40 years. And I have a mixed practice. Uh, I've got a part-time associate and hygienist. And I love my job still. And uh, I know as many colleagues after 40 years wouldn't say that, but I do. We all have our off days. We all have our stress days. So that's how it is. Okay. That's great to great to hear and just that brings me nicely onto onto the next question really um obviously you've given us a brief overview there of what confidential is um just for the people listening can you sort of explain how it how it came to be formed um and what was the reasoning behind forming it well it's an interesting one actually it's multifactorial but i go back over 10 years and as a regular contributor to gdp uk which is, uh, many people know, is an internet site for dentists to write posts and people, uh, you know, uh, comment on these uh, posts. And there was once an anonymous post um, and it explained that a dentist had gone to work uh, and it really, it really touched me because I thought that could have been me. And I think when you hear those kind of stories, he went into work, was doing some root canal work, and he put something as innocuous as Corsivil um, into a root canal. The patient had anaphylaxis and died in the chair. So you're going to work, and then you're faced with the boys in blue. And uh, you can imagine, you know, from nice day at the, the coal face, if you like, and then suddenly facing police investigation, never mind the mental trauma of what's happened to you and to the patient and all the rest of it. And this dentist wrote this story and I said, 
we really need a helpline at the time. And this was well over 10 years ago. And I thought, there is nothing, we should do something. And like every good idea, everyone put their comment, count me in, yeah, great idea, great idea. And nothing happened. I didn't do anything, nobody else did. And over the next 10 years, it happened a couple of times where people would have a terribly traumatic case. Most of them were anonymous and, you know, including suicide and stuff. And, you know, you just hear these terrible stories and you say, yeah, we need to do something. We've got to do something. And again, nothing happened in spite of everyone saying things. And I didn't take the reins. Then I fast forward a bit and a few years ago I was in the gym and you know you have those friends uh, who appear dentists and acquaintances and us having the chat and we discuss about this and that in dentistry and the politics and this and that and one particular day this um, dentist colleague of mine said oh I feel really down and he was absolutely distraught and said what's up what's up and he said a friend of mine um, has committed suicide and I was absolutely shocked and he says no, he's a dentist he had a few issues with the GDC uh, some health issues and he felt terribly guilty he said I wish I'd done more and those words resonate with me he said I wish I'd done more and I felt really bad about it you know it affected me as well I thought goodness gracious um the guilt he felt you know was palpable and some t you know, there was a couple of issues um in in my particular area and the dentist had terrible problems with alcohol and ended up in trouble with the GDC and police and everything else and but one day I just I don't know what possessed me I phoned a very large company okay i won't give the name um and i said naively would you help me and i even wrote an email and they said thanks but no thanks wish you luck but we have our charities and a very very large multinational company beyond dentistry um and i don't know what possessed me Want to receive this i thought no i'm not going to give in and i rang literally everybody i could think of i phoned everybody from the md at henry shine i phoned all the indemnity organizations and i phoned the bba benevolent and i phoned lots of different um Movers and Shakers, the BDA, the British Dental Trade um, Organization, etc. And I just said, we've got to do something. And I pushed and pushed. And with all the indemnity organizations, very, very kindly, the MDDUS, they said they would host a meeting. And I managed to get everybody to come. And um, I also invited Tony Jacobs of GDP UK. I was told, um, by uh, Vicky Holden, who's well known in dentistry, um, um, who works with Taylor Dental Services and GDP, and she was recommended to me. And also, she said to get in contact with um, another just recently retired dentist at the time, 
Keith Hayes, who's um, uh, right past four dental policies and very um, uh, politically involved in trying to help the profession. And we sat around at this table and it was quite extraordinary that couldn't believe that the uh, P, uh, Peter Ward came from the uh, BDA and was the uh, CEO of the BDA at the time. And you know, he came and um, John Macon from DDU and all these people came. And it wasn't as though as an organization and I kind of even, I don't want to sound, um, I don't know how it would sound. I, I don't want to make it sound, you know, that this was uh, part of a, a big plan or anything, but all these people came and I would kind of pinch myself and I thought, wow, they've all come. And even the GDC came, they sent two people, the head of policy and someone else from the GDC came, and the Faculty of General Dental Practitioners sent somebody. And we had this large uh, conference table, all these people around it. And I chaired the meeting and said, we just got to do something about the mental health of the profession. I said, it's, it really needs something happening. And the reaction was actually not what I expected. It was actually not, you know, think, yeah, yeah, at first we need to do. It was almost, I won't say denial, but we've got it covered. And we have the Dental Health Support Trust as well. And the, as I say, the BDA Benevolent and all these people saying, yeah. And the ultimate thing was, show us that we need something. Why, you know, prove to us. And I thought, wow, how do I prove to them? They weren't saying no. They said, just prove to us. I thought, how do we do that? Um, so I went away. It wasn't totally negative, and I put my thinking cap on. And actually, somebody told me about a Facebook group called Mental Dental. And uh, it's got that catchy name. And it was, I don't know about it, but there was already a good few thousand people on this Facebook page. And I wrote a personal story and what I'd done. I mentioned, and I'm very open about it, first year in practice within just about the first year, I had a, a complaint and it went to an NHS tribunal and even tried litigation. It never came to anything, but I can tell you the stress I was under. It was like every night, almost like walking the plank, walking around, stressed, worried, you know, who, you know it never did go to the GDC, but it, it, you know, the NHS tribunal and going to this tribunal, the whole process was absolutely awful and you know as a young practitioner it really stressed me out it taught me some valuable lessons but it really stressed me and so i told people this and you know i was very open what i did and told them about i've had financial issues at one time in my practicing life and this and that and all the stress and strains that everybody has and told them what i did and I thought if I got 30, 40 replies and likes, I thought, wow, that would be great, wouldn't it? I was not prepared for not, it, it, I think it was like, it went into around four figures with the number of likes, uh, when I say likes and comments were by the dozen. And then I started getting phone calls from 
the movers and shakers from the profession and it was quite extraordinary uh, from the head of uh, Nari Whitley from his clinical lead at my dentist and everything else and with great support and you know and all these people then uh, were lending their support so I called another meeting at MDDUS and they came along and people like Jenny Pinder who's been over women in dentistry and well known in the profession and Lauren Harkey who's from Mental Dental who started the Facebook group and we we all met again in London and it wasn't as though an organization if you like uh, kind of formed and we even had a John Milne, he came from CQC, and everyone was putting their two pennies in. And then, like, it was almost like there was four of us who said, "Right, we're going to do it." And I say, there was Keith Hayes, myself, uh, Lauren Harhi, and Jenny Pinder, and we started. And it was just we got together and put together an idea and. Uh, Keith Hayes, with his right path for put some money in, and practice plan were incredibly supportive very early on with the Wesleyan group. And uh, my dentist also helped uh, entertainers and all the rest of it, the people who would come along eventually to our first volunteer session. And we had a, the first group actually was held at BDA headquarters, and they've been very helpful giving us their premises. And we held the whole initial meeting and we invited the Samaritans and Mind and Relate and the GDC gave a presentation, the Dentist Health Support Trust and from there we, we asked for volunteers and we got volunteers and we held a training sessions and it really spiralled from there and that's how Confidential came about and these amazing people came with, with me and we put together some training sessions. We started this helpline. Um, none of us it's, had had what I would say formal training. Some of our volunteers who joined us did have some formal coaching qualifications and certainly were better qualified than myself. And it was just the idea was to offer a listening service and a signposting service. And it has evolved from there. And now, I'm pleased to say about uh, a year ago now, it was like February one year ago, we actually got charitable status. Uh, unfortunately, obviously lockdown was almost imminent from then. So that's happened. Um, and uh, we've been operating ever since. We've now got a, a band of about 34, I think, volunteers. And we're having another volunteer training session at the moment. And it's experienced dentists, uh, generally, a few retired dentists, and we have a day and a night rotor, and that's how it works. And people um, ring in anonymously, they speak to somebody anonymously, and we're just there for them. And I think we have a USP, a, a unique selling point, that we are dentists there to listening. There's lots of help out there, and um, more and more, um, help is coming and you know part of the BDA they've got the Health Assured program which is a great program but it isn't operated by dentists and we wanted something uh, by if you like for dentists which was operated by dentists and if we need to refer to any of these specialist organizations 
never mind the broader people like mind or um, uh, the Samaritans or lots of other smaller organizations, but even the dental ones, Dentist Health Support Trust, who do incredible work with health issues, particularly drugs and alcohol, eating disorders and things like that. They do great work. Um, but there's the NHS Health Practitioner Program run by the NHS for dentists in England. Um, and they would be able to put you in contact with people like a psychiatrist and everything. But for a lot of people, it's just wanting to ring somebody to listen to them. And I'm quite honest, we're not there like an advice line. We're not there to tell you what to do, or any dentist for that matter, what they should do. We help them sort their problems out in the same way that I suppose the Samaritans don't tell you what to do. They listen and, and help you through your problems. And if necessary, we really will signpost you in directions to help you. And you know, that's what we're there for. For some people, it's just, we're there to listen. And with, um, you know, it's been been a while since you sort of started it all, mate. Can you just give us a, just a brief sort of rough idea of maybe in an average month, how many, how many people may, might sort of anonymously ring into the helpline? I would say around 40-ish, something like that. Um, it's growing and it has grown. And... Were it under normal circumstances, I'm sure, you know, we would have grown it even further. There was like dentistry show for is one where we would plan to be there as a stand and Voco were incredibly generous to give us space to actually uh, do it. They felt very strongly about that it was a good idea in the profession. Um, that And there's lots of other organisations now and we've grown more and people like Practice Plan, I think I was actually down to do um, a, talk, a talk with you at the show and about anxiety and uh, mental health issues and talk about Confidential as well. But that didn't happen in 2020 and uh, hopefully in the future it will do. And um, we want to get the message out there uh, to as many dentists as possible. You know, so that will come. You know, and lots of it. You know, everybody's supportive of us. They realise we've got a problem, and it's no longer something to brush under the carpet. Mental health issues. You hear about it all the time. It's now mainstream. It used to be something. Don't talk about it. Avoid it. Whereas now, it's even in this present pandemic, it's something that people are talking about. The mental health of uh, practitioners, people working on the front line, at the moment. It's a real um accepted now that there's issues out there and just um just finally jeremy if there was a, a you know a dentist out there who might be listening to this and um might feel that they're struggling and and but don't feel that they want to reach out or, or feel there's something stopping them ringing confidential what 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 would you what would your message be to that that dentist i think that is a major issue for a lot of people is that who do I speak to? I'll sound like an idiot. I'll sound like a fool. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to talk to anybody because, you know, it, dentists are very proud individuals and you, you see it all the time is that you go into a group and they'll say, how's your practice going? Oh, it's fantastic. It's great. It's marvelous. Everything is wonderful when underneath they're really struggling. 
It may be struggling as an associate. It may be struggling as the business owner, the stress. You know, just look at this present pandemic to realize that. Dentists under strain to do their UDAs or a private practitioner um, who's struggling with payments and business. So whoever it is, phone phone confidential you'll speak to somebody with an empathic ear they don't want to know who you are what you're about we're just there to listen and help you we're non-directed we're not telling you to do anything but we'll help you sort your own problems out that's what we seem to do listening gear and help you to sort your own problems and if that means getting external help we'll point you in the direction of various um who's our fabulous resource list, whether it's legal, whether it's organizations or individuals who can help you and help yourself. And you want to finish finally by just saying the, uh, the confidential line for anyone who might be listening to this, what the, what the number is? The, the, the number is 033-987-5158. That's 033-987-5158. Five one five eight. If you need help, just call. So if anyone's out there who's listened to this podcast and you feel you need help, or you just want to talk, talk through some problems, um, just pick up the phone. It's not difficult. And I hope that, you know, you'll get the help you need. And we have organisations, we have help out there. Um, and people if necessary to guide you in the right direction and our aim is just to help people if you are a practitioner and you want to help confidential please you can contact me i'm on facebook um send me a message um i'm sure if you contact the practice plan they've put you in contact with me um if you want to help practitioners and become a volunteer. We're always welcome to speak to dentists out there. So um, if that's something you're interested in, then by all means, please contact Confidential as well. We always welcome you volunteers. Thank you. That's great. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of the podcast. 